Welcome to Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond. We are so glad you could join us today. The Crosstalk podcast is in pursuit of growing in our understanding of the gospel and discovering what it means to transfer to the next generation. And now, here are your hosts, Charles and Daniel. It's good to be with you again this week. Um, You know, a few weeks ago, we did an episode on how we self-manage ourselves spiritually during this COVID crisis. We felt it was important to do an episode on the whole coronavirus crisis that we are experiencing now. But now that we finished up our series last week in regards to hard questions, we kind of felt it was necessary to come back to that discussion that we had about self-management uh, spiritually within the crisis we now find ourselves. And uh, we want to expound on it further, get a little more practical, be very devotional in what we're doing right now uh, today. Um, and you know, how do we invest in our own spiritual growth and how do we still serve one another? I mean, it's quite difficult as far as serving one another. I mean, we can't be with one another, but how, how do we think through that? So those are some of the questions and things we want to work through. Um, you said this, Dad, as we before we came on, we need to buy up the time we have. This is not just an inconvenience. It's opportunity. And I thought that was really good and wanted to repeat that to our listeners. So we're going to take in Ephesians 5.15, redeeming the time because the days are evil. These days are evil. I mean, we're seeing it, you know, with the 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 lying that's coming out of certain countries, the the uh, misreporting of facts, the 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 toll this takes physically uh, upon people, this sickness. Um, so, as we jump into this, there are three things we want to look at. Very just basic things. One is parental response. How do we redeem the time as parents? Um, how do we redeem the time personally? So what's our personal response? And then how do we publicly respond? How do we redeem the time publicly even though we can't be together? So first off, parental response. Just a little bit, what are some thoughts? How can we as parents, having been a parent, dad, and raising children, and of course now I have a three-year-old, what are some responses that we can be doing with our children? Well, I've I think that we can, by example, just show our children and our grandchildren, for that matter, how we personally respond to an opportunity like this. Do do I just uh, sit around and twiddle my thumbs and find new games to play, or do I see this as from the Lord? And, And I think in our praying, like our family praying, our time at the table or family devotions, we can thank the Lord for this opportunity, but for his purpose in it, we can say, Lord, give us wisdom. Lord, we're concerned. We, we don't know all you're going to do. And I think as our children see that, that, that becomes, that becomes them watching us walk through this by faith. Right. Well, and you know, it's been it's difficult with a three year old trying to explain to him why we're not doing the things that we used to do, such things yeah. as going to Mama and Bobos. <laughs> you know, why are we not going to church on Sunday? Uh, why can we not go see our friends and hang out like we used to? And 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 I was very basic in how I explained it to him. You know, it was very hey, there's a lot of sick people in the world. We're trying to keep people healthy. And, he, and then he would ask, well, are is this person sick? Is this person sick? And I'm like, well, no. And so in his mind, he's like, okay, well, everything's fine. Because in his own small little world. Um, but you said something that I thought was interesting. You said if you explain, 
Even though they may not quite understand, you are building a bridge to your children. And they are they know that you're investing in them and that you are um, seeking to to really show them the way. Uh, and what's yeah, going on? You're actually training them to come to you with stuff. It, it, that that's very important. I mean, later you're going to want them to. You're training them to come to you, and you're going to do yeah. your best to give them an answer. Yeah, you know. But I think we have to flip it on its head a little bit too. And and what is your example to them as you respond to this? And I, I've often thought about this in relies in relation to I require obedience from my son, but what about myself? God requires obedience from me. Am I obeying? Is he seeing me being obedient and being faithful to the things? You know, those things connect in those small little brains. Uh, right. They connect in big brains, too. So <laughs> so I think we all see it on some certain level, no matter where our level of understanding is. Well, uh, and to give some idea of how children remember things, and some remember more than others, but um, Michelle posted a text today and William was talking about uh, he was yelling at somebody from the house to get out of the road because <laughs> the car could hit him and mash him flat as a pancake. Well, uh, we were wondering where he came up with that analogy, and I seem to remember telling him that that's what right. could happen. See, it stuck with him. That Now, that's a, a funny thing, but it's an important illustration to us how the kids remember what we tell them. Yeah. And uh, the other thing that, that came to mind to me is that I know as a father and husband, it was hard for me to be consistent in having family devotions. This yeah. is a good time to get yeah. into that habit. Yeah. You know, as a parent, to lead your children. Okay, maybe you're not comfortable trying to pontificate on what the Bible says. Just read a passage. If a thought comes to you, share it with them. Pray together. Ask them their concerns. Look to God. That's another parental response that can be pretty important. Well, and I, I think... If you're not doing family worship, and I'm not talking about every day, maybe it's two or three times a week, you're coming together, please start doing it. It's valuable. Even yes. at a young, early age, it's valuable. Um, they will, You will not regret doing that. And now is a good time to develop that habit. That's, that's uh, right. Build, build that habit while you have an opportunity. You know, and, and to I, buy up that opportunity. Yeah, and this is parental in the sense of my responsibility to my spouse, both spouses' responsibility to each other, in that we have more time to spend together. We're not going out doing things. We're not hanging out with other friends. So now we can sit on the back porch. We can talk. Um, you know, really don't have anything else to do. I mean, we could watch movies, but we have the opportunity to do that more. Um, whereas we were hoping for that, and now it's been given to us. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, we hey, we'd like to have more time. We'll be careful for what you wish because you got it now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have time. So, so we have the parental response uh, on a very basic level, redeeming that time, as it says in Ephesians 5, parentally. But also a personal response. So not just what we have with our children, our families, but what do we have personally that we need to respond to? Um, what 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 things in our lives can we be working on? Yeah, I I think there are two or three obvious things. One is if we've had trouble being consistent in prayer time, this might be the time to start that, just personal prayer time. Um, instead of sleeping in, if you're staying at home or working at home, get up like you always do and try to develop that niche of time where you just seek the Lord and 
and spend a little time in the Word if that's not a habit already. That also, there are probably books that you've been challenged to read by a pastor or a friend that there's opportunity for that. You know, probably you have said, well, I'd memorize more scripture, but I just don't find the time. Yeah. This is a good time. Those are kinds of things that are be a personal challenge to us. It's also a challenge. Let's say you have a hobby. You know, I, if I mention one, then I'll leave others out. But if it's something you do, you spend time doing. And um, the tendency will be to do that more. Right. Especially if it's something on the computer or television right. or whatever. So uh, I love how you're skirting around things without actually saying it. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, right, whatever right, right. it is, instead of spending more time on that hobby, unless that hobby is, of course, something that is investing in other people, but, but instead of that, use that now extra time not to spend, instead of seven hours a week, 14 hours a week on that hobby, but use that extra time in the Word with your wife, with your children, uh, seeking the Lord, reading something profitable to you that you, you know, invest in your own spiritual development. Right. Well, you, I think you said something before we cut. You said the most dangerous time we have is when we don't have anything to do. And, and it's not that you don't want to ever take time to rest. Or you don't want to ever take time to just, my wife says, you could just stop working and, and, and come sit down. And then she's right. I, I tend to always have to have a project in front of me. But I think there are there is something to be said with idleness, you know, with, with unwise use of your time or just letting yourself not be productive even as you're being intentional on, well, I may have just said you need to be intentional in your resting, <laughs> you know. And I think that's what we got to realize is that we got this time. How are you going to use it? Well, the other thing is, you know, you remember the passage, be still and know that I have God. Mm-hmm. And if we are working a lot, then we find a lot of trouble finding that time to be still. I, I recently revisited a song, a fairly popular, uh, You Raise Me Up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and the first stanza of that song talks about you know, when I'm down, when there are troubles, then I I sit still in silence, mm-hmm. and then I wait till you come and sit a while with me. Mm-hmm. Now, when we when we stop and set our affections on the Lord, as a brother of mine once said, "Set my heart on the Lord," and we prayerfully respond, we're not being overly mystical, but God will visit us with his word. God will, as we have his word in front of us, we will begin to think more biblically and more spiritually, and that will affect us throughout the rest of this whole uh, crisis and everything that goes on, and when we come out of it. Well, it's funny you said that because in in the times in the morning when I'm spending in the word, I, I feel like I'm seeing passages not that I haven't seen them before, because I've read them before. But they, they it's not really they have new meaning, because they still have the same meaning. It's as if I'm it's a little bit clearer, you know? Yeah, the, there's the, some significance yeah, there that there wasn't before. The passages yeah. on peace and understanding and trust and hope. You, you're hearing all these words, you're like, mm, yeah, that takes on a whole different meaning now. You know, it's 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 a yeah. whole lot different. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, yeah. absolutely. Now, and I think we also can take times, and we've kind of already touched on this, but to learn new habits and grow in the areas we struggle in. Praying, memorizing scripture, being in the word, 
reading yeah. good things. It doesn't necessarily have to be theological books, but reading good things, listening to good things, filling our minds with good things and thinking and growing. This is the time to do it. Um, I'm not saying don't watch Netflix. I'm just saying maybe tonight don't watch Netflix. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and pick up a book and read it and grow. Um, yeah. You know, whatever. I think this is the time to do it because you're not going to... If, if we all come out on this on the other side, which we think we will, we hope we will, yeah. then we're not going... We're, we're not going to have this again, most likely. No, these are generational things. They only happen once in a long time. I mean, the last time I had this kind of a pandemic was in 1918, which is 102 years ago. Right. And I mean, you had 9-11, but, but the, the worldwide significance of this is not something we will likely see again. Especially at my age, I will yeah. not likely see it again. No, absolutely. And, and, and in some ways, we hope and pray that we never so see buy, it again. Yeah, so buy up that opportunity. Yeah, so know, buy it up. In that time. Uh, you know, how many times, and I was reading that passage, in the, the context of that passage to you earlier, how many times does the Lord say through the New Testament to His Word, wake up, mm. awake, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, Christ will give you light. Uh, Romans, uh, I think it's um, 13, just before, that's the end of the chapter there. Um, it's time to arise out of sleep. For now is your salvation nearer than when you believed. You know, these kinds of things ought to become really significant to us right now. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so we got parental response, personal response. We're just going to close it out here with a public response. Now, we say that we're not together. If you're a part of a church, and we, we pray that you are because we feel that is, as we've spoken many times on Crosstalk, is a very biblical mandate from Scripture. If you're not publicly engaged with your local body like you used to be, or even with your neighbors who are not believers, then you're probably going, well, how do we publicly respond to this? This is kind of hard. I mean, we're quarantined for the most part. So how can we publicly respond to this? I think one, uh, as one we might not think of, is we can anticipate the day when we come back together with God's people. Amen to that. I, I have done I, that many times. <laughs> I don't. I miss, you know, my favorite day of the week is the Lord's Day. Yeah. I miss worshiping, singing with the people of God, uh, being in the presence of God's people together as the word is preached and that prayer and, and the things that go into our public worship. But uh, having said that, I know that I try to use, I am still working, so I haven't right. missed any work because of this. Well, your work I'm is essential, to, as they put it. Yeah, and I, I'm trying to use opportunities to sometimes just be encouraging others to speak a word for the Lord like you, know, you might just say something like well you know if the Lord wills we don't know what the Lord has in this but we're you know whatever he has I'm trusting him and we'll yeah. see what God has I had an experience with a young lady on Saturday and she was having a bad day because this was her first day as a cashier and she had some problems and her boss had been rough on her and condescending and she was in tears and I just uh, tried to say to her, you know, this will be better. Hmm. It, it will be better tomorrow. Well, you get a good night's sleep and the sun rises on all this stuff. It'll be better. Now, uh, that's not enough in itself. Sometimes that's all we have an opportunity for. But sometimes we can just say, you know, the Lord knows what he's doing. And we can give God the glory. And uh, there are just opportunities. I just sent a couple of texts today. I sent one to a, fellow, to a, to a, a brother who's a pastor and... 
and just asking how he's doing. I know they have a special challenge in their home, and one of their children has an illness, and I asked him how they were doing and asked him if I could be of any kind of help. I, I texted a brother who has cancer in our church to see how he's doing. And, you know, those are the kinds of things I know either tonight or tomorrow night I'm going to text the people in my small group. Mm-hmm. And how can I pray for you? Uh, are there special challenges you're facing? Uh, those kinds of encouraging them to remain steadfast, unmovable, always about in the work of the Lord. And uh, So that, those are some things we can do in a public way. We have the means to contact people that we didn't have before. Sometimes I don't like the text and email thing. Right. And we ought to write more things, but but it is an opportunity. Well, and I think we have to learn to be more intentional. And I, and it, the, the, and I, I mean that sincerely because it's easy to just kind of get in rut and do what you always do. And this forces you to be intentional in ways that you never thought you would be. And, you know, just from a, a purely secular standpoint, I've seen lots of creative ways how people engage with their neighbors and stuff around them. I mean, just right. in our neighborhood, yeah. uh, probably about a week ago, we had, it could have been longer, I've lost track of time, I feel like it's been a year since this all started, but um, we had the teachers in a local school next to us come riding through the neighborhood with signs and just honking and saying, hey, we miss you kids, because a lot of our children in our neighborhood go to that school. <laughs> and, and it was just kind of this neat, everybody started coming out of their houses, like, what's going on? There was the honking, you know, and everything, and you walk out, and then, of course, of course I'm a Yankee fan, I've got my Yankee hat on, and one guy goes, yeah, go Yankees you know it was just this sense of camaraderie and and neighborliness that normally you don't get and and it was like everybody the spirits were lifted you could just see around everybody was just like grabbing their phones and taking pictures you know and videos and it was just like this really (laughs) neat um response and and it was it was a really neat moment in our neighborhood you know um and so i think we have to think about how attentive we have to be to what's going on around us. I mean, think about that. We have to wash our hands more than we ever thought we would have to. I mean, to the point my hands are cracking and dried. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. it, 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 people say, well, you should have washed your hands all along. Well, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, we are washing our hands a lot. I mean, every time yeah. I sneeze, I wash my hands. <laughs> You know, and, and yeah, then, you know, yeah. so uh, what is this? longer than you used to. Yes, and so what does this say? Well, I was yeah, going to say, what that, does this say about how we need to be more attentive to spiritual things? Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, I, I think of Peter uh, when Jesus was washing the disciples' feet, and he said, uh, "You'll never wash my feet." Because <laughs> that was a, a menial, demeaning right. task. And Jesus said, if I don't wash you, you don't have any part with me. He said, well, then well, give me a bath. They just wash me all over. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Jesus made the point that, uh, well, you, you've had a bath. Right. You know me, you've had a bath. But you, some, you still need those uh, foot washings. And, and, uh, and you know, these washings that we do, these disinfectants that we do, kind of remind us of that. And we can remind others of that, other brothers and sisters. I know, I, I think we tend to forget pastors. And we think, oh, yes. they're, they're encouraging people. They're doing okay because they don't have the kind of job I do. So I texted my pastor and asked him how he was doing and uh, during this and how it was going for him. Well, he called me back a little later and we had a little chat. Uh, What's hard? These are new waters to pastor in, to, to lead a church in. How do you do this? Yeah, well, I was. I just felt like I texted. 
know. He said he's kind of trying to figure out how to minister in a pandemic. I said, well, we're all kind of learning this as we go, you know, and it's true. Uh, and he needs to know he's not the only one. Everybody's yeah. learning as we go. You know? Right. Well, you know, we're almost out of time here, but I'll just give this last little testimony in regards to this public response. My clients, Michelle and I own a business. For those who don't know, we own a business. We're bookkeepers, accountants for small businesses. And um, we sent out an email just saying, hey, if there's anything you need during this time, we're here to help you. We'll keep our eyes and ears to the ground, to resources that can help you during this time. And I just left a simple passage and said, you know, hey, in these times we have hope, you know, and that was a small way. And then as the week began to unfold, as these things started to, you know, where we couldn't go out, couldn't do things and things were falling apart, Begin to have long conversations with these clients, and it felt like it was coming more of a counselor therapist, if you will, yeah. <laughs> you know, than than actually a business associate or whatever. And I think they just wanted to know that somebody would be there for them. Right. They want to know that we're going to take care of them no matter what. And 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 I think we just have to, in the natural things that we have in front of us, respond to those react to those and do it and let God lead us through that. This we're talking about buying up the opportunity. This is what you're talking about is buying up the opportunity to build relationships yep. that the Lord can use later. And they will be deeper when we're out of this, they will be deeper than they were before because yeah. of those things. So yeah. yeah. Well unfortunately we're out of time. We've we've used up a lot of your time, but we felt this devotional response would help as you think through these things. And so we'll look forward to seeing you next week and may God bless you as you redeem the time for the days are evil. We'll see you next week. Thanks everyone so much for joining us today. You can always visit us on the web at crosstalkpodcast.org. Crosstalk is produced by Vision for Living Ministries, a nonprofit organization. This podcast is a free resource, but you can support us financially through our website. For more information on Vision for Living Ministries, visit our website at visionforliving.org, where you will find more great content. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Vision for Living or on Twitter at V4L. We also love to hear from our listeners. You can email us at info at visionforliving.org. Be sure to join us next week on Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond.